Farah Perez, and I'm a mother and a woman working as an architect at San Francisco Public Works. I am an architect. I have been working in the public utilities section at San Francisco Public Works Bureau of Architecture for the last 25 years. In college, I was actually a chemical engineering major, but I was taking architecture classes as my elective. And during my junior year, I thought, wow, I was doing well in those classes. I might as well change my major to architecture. I wanted to be an architect because I wanted to work in a field where I could put my interests in math, art, and geometry to work. And I also knew that architects can create something concrete and tangible, and architects can make a direct positive impact on their communities, and all of that interested me. Our work as architects is important because we provide the design for buildings where people live and work. We create safe and useful built environments that can enhance people's lives. At San Francisco Public Works, we design buildings and renovate buildings that protect the infrastructure that keeps San Francisco operating daily. For example, in the public utilities section where I work at, at the Bureau of Architecture, we design and renovate the buildings that protect the drinking water that flows from Hetch Hetchy to San Francisco. My, my absolute favorite project is probably the Betty and Ong Chinese Recreation Center that I worked on about 12 years ago. So that's a, a recreation center in Chinatown. And I worked on that project with Stanley So, who was a project architect. And it's, it wasn't a PUC project. So, um, you know, at the Bureau of Architecture, sometimes they do let you work out of your team. And at that time they did. And it was a rec center. And I thought working on rec centers was a lot more fun than working on a pump station. <laughs> I get pretty excited, so sometimes um, when I'm driving my kids to an event and we happen to be near Chinatown, we'll drive by the building and then I remind them for the hundredth time, you know your mom worked on that building. <laughs> I know, I know, we heard you. <laughs> my biggest influence is probably Mike Perrone. Mike Perrone is my supervisor. I've been working with him at the Bureau of Architecture almost since day one. He's still my supervisor. Mike was actually employed at the Bureau of Architecture at least 10 years before I joined the city. And he did have a ton of experience as an architect outside of the city. So he was willing and eager to show me the ropes and impart all of his wisdom and knowledge in architecture. And I don't think I would have been able to be as successful at the Bureau without his guidance. 
you know, working in architecture, which is traditionally a male-dominated field, similar to construction and engineering, I've had had hurdles and barriers to overcome. When I graduated from college in 1988, 50% of my architecture class were women. However, at the first architecture firm that I worked at, only 2% of that firm were women. There was a lack of women role models at all of the architecture firms that I worked at before joining San Francisco Public Works. There were no women partners or principals at all. In my 34-year career in architecture, I have worked under at least 20 different architects, and only four of them were women architects. Early in my career, I was usually the only woman sitting at the table in a meeting with the project architect, the engineers, the clients, and even the contractor. When I joined the San Francisco Public Utilities Commission, before joining San Francisco Public Works, I was so excited because 50% of the architecture department at the PUC were women. However, when the PUC architects were transferred to San Francisco Public Works, I noticed that none of the senior architects were women. There were a few women in the full architect position, but the majority of them were assistants and associates. Being an architectural assistant at the time, I thought it would take an eternity to reach or get promoted to a full architect. And you know what? It did take an eternity. It took me 19 years after receiving my architectural license to finally get an architect promotion in the city. Whereas some of my male colleagues, they were able to get their promotion to a full architect after only a few years being licensed. I was frustrated. You know, every time I got a rejection letter, I felt like, am I not working hard enough? You know, I just didn't know what I was doing wrong. I almost gave up. You know, I thought I had reached my glass ceiling at the Bureau of Architecture and, and You know, because I have kids, my priority are my kids. And I just couldn't dwell on the fact that I didn't get promoted. And that's how I dealt with it. I have two daughters and they're one's a teenager now and one's an adult now. But I wanted to show them how strong their mom can be and basically just teach them the lesson that they should always try and never give up in doing whatever they had to do. I think that probably the big, one of the biggest barriers for women in, in architecture is having their voice heard. You know, just because this is a male-dominated field and there aren't too many women architects, although there is a rise in women architects now, I feel like some men still do not take women seriously or they do not want to take an answer or be directed by a woman. So I I feel like that's been hard. But I think it would have helped if there were more role models, female or women role models for, for women architects. That would make a big difference. You know, I have gone to the job site, a construction site, where some of the contractors who are men, they still don't want to take direction from me or listen to me. So I feel like having my voice heard has been the biggest barrier. Yeah. 
when I do come in contact with a contractor, for instance, who refuses to listen to me or refuses to listen to me because I'm a woman, I start thinking about alternate approaches in telling them. So fortunately, with all the projects I, I am working on, we do have a large construction management team. So I've had to ask for help for some of the construction managers in getting my point across sometimes. Women also have missed opportunities at work. As, as a woman working in architecture, I was hesitant to tell anyone about being pregnant with my first child. I was worried that my workload and my responsibilities were going to decrease because of having kids. Luckily, San Francisco Public Works does recognize the need for a work-life balance and has been very helpful. But Nevertheless, it has been a huge challenge trying to raise kids and working late hours at the Bureau of Architecture. And actually, I did have a missed opportunity not too long ago. I had a project role withdrawn. So in 2016, when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I was told that I would be or I would have several lead roles on a project. When I came back from cancer treatment in 2017, I was told that the project would no longer be mine to design. So it was heartbreaking. I felt like I had another stigma to overcome at work, in addition to being a woman. Yeah. Fortunately, I still had a lead role on the project, but it wasn't the one that I had wanted. So that kept me moving forward. And the fact that we weren't that busy at the time, so I had no other project to work on. <laughs> I did have moments of imposter syndrome within, I would say, the last 10 years. So while I have been given more responsibility and getting more roles as the lead architect on projects, I did feel like I was an imposter working on those projects. I did have self-doubt, you know, leading a project. And if I can lead it as well as my supervisor was able to in the past, I was able to deal with it just head on, just deal with day-to-day activities and deal with the contractor directly. And that helps. By focusing on the day-to-day tasks, I was able to slowly leave the imposter syndrome behind. Yeah. When I had to dig deep, you know, I, I would always think, what would my mom say or, or do? And that usually helped me in addressing issues at work. She's 90 years old now, and she's a very strong woman. And my husband likes to joke that she's stronger than me. <laughs> my mom would tell me, oh, Farah, you're smarter than everyone else. I know you can get the job, you know, when I was applying for the job. Or she would say, oh, Farah, you, you've had, you know, 20 years of experience. You should be able to do the work. You don't have to doubt yourself. I know that's corny, but that's my mom. She's corny and she's strong. Yeah, I, I think a lot of Asian women are like that, especially moms. You know, they're very forthright or forthcoming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my mom is so proud of me. It's funny. 
every time she introduces me to someone, like if we're eating lunch and we see someone in a restaurant, she has to tell them, oh, my daughter, she's an architect. And I always, you know, have to tell her, please, mom, don't tell them. It's a secret. <laughs> Having gone through what I've gone through as a woman at San Francisco Public Works, for instance, or in architecture, and knowing that I am probably closer to the end of my career here rather than the beginning, I'm always cognizant of others at the table. You know, if there aren't any women or if there aren't any people of color or if there isn't any diversity, it's always on the back of my mind that, hey, Someone else should be in this project, or maybe the Bureau of Architecture should be reaching out to certain groups to help diversify the architects. When I talk to someone and a colleague um, who may be losing hope, I tell them that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. San Francisco, for instance, San Francisco Public Works, has been at the forefront of, you know, gender and racial diversity and gender equality. So I think, you know, over the years, San Francisco Public Works has been working harder to promote fairness in the workplace. And I think we're almost there. We almost have gender equality at San Francisco Public Works. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. Having faced the hurdles and the barriers at the Bureau of Architecture and at all of the architecture firms that I worked in in the past, I feel like it's all collectively made me stronger. It's helped shape me and it's helped rein in my emotions working on a project. You know, I feel like all of those experiences have helped me mature into a well-rounded architect. My favorite part of being an architect is the fact that you do see something concrete and tangible in the end, you know, to be able to see it in person and leave a legacy for your kids to see. I think that's my favorite part of being an architect. Thanks for listening to Snapshots, a public works podcast.